and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be here today with Sherry Thompson um, because I just know how amazing you are. We had you teach in my mastermind on one of the virtual retreats, and I'm constantly sending my clients back to that training, by the way, because it was just so good. And you broke down things. In, in that training, we talked about like marketing and content and and that sort of stuff. So it's a different conversation today, which I'm excited about. But yeah, I'm just I'm just excited to have this conversation about parenting and human design. So anyway. Thank you so much for being willing to hop on today and have this conversation. My pleasure. I'm excited to share this because like you said, I do normally a lot of human design, how that works with business. And I think what we're going to talk about today adds another dynamic to it, which is going to be super exciting. Yes. Do you want to just take a second and let people know? I mean, obviously you're a human design expert, but do you want to tell people a little bit more about you? Yeah, sure. So my journey has kind of been grounded in the same as a lot of people's journeys through corporate marketing, business development, and then starting my own business nearly 12 years ago. It seems like a lifetime ago, um, predominantly in marketing. And it wasn't until I realized that the missing piece for my business and for lots of other businesses was the energetic, the alignment Well, this is going back to 2017. There wasn't a lot of energetic alignment stuff in the online space. So I kind of ended up in Bali, world schooling my son. And isn't that where most people have epiphanies, like somewhere like Bali? So (laughs) got there, had this total epiphany about how I was going to integrate alignment and energy and all of those things into my business. And It changed everything for me, but it wasn't until um, a year later that I discovered human design, which was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing because now not only do I understand how the energetics work, but I can make it so personalized for each person as well. So that has been the journey. And then I've just been in true generator style, really obsessively mastering human design and how it works in business and all of those pieces. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I just love the way that you teach it. So um, anytime I have a conversation about human design, I tend to forget that not everybody understands what it is. And I don't want to go too deep into that, but I would love if you could share just like really briefly, like what even is human design? And Mm -hmm. also, because I'm sure we're going to be talking about like generators and projectors and some of these will drop some of these names. Mm -hmm. Um, How can people figure out like what the heck they even are? (laughs) Sure. Okay. So human design, I see it as science, the science of the aura. And it's really about your own journey of self-awareness and self-empowerment. It's designed to bring you closer to understanding who you are, where your strengths are, and how you can operate in the world in a way that is aligned and magnetic and really beautiful. 
what I love about human design is that it's so nuanced. There's no one person who's the same. So even though we talk really high level about generators and projectors, which I'll talk about in a second, no one generator and projector is the same. So we have to look at the whole chart. But to give you a little flavor of what that really means, there's five different human design types. And this is determined from the time and place that you're born and the, the planetary alignment, essentially. So it's a little bit like your star sign, but it's way more in depth and really intricate in how it connects with who you are. So there's five different types. The first type that I talk about is the manifester because they are like the catalyst energy. They bring movements into reality and they're here to really be the trailblazers and the innovators. Then you've got generators and manifesting generators that are similar and different, but they essentially respond to what the manifestors say. And if it lights them up, then they can get really on board and they can create the energy to build those things in different ways. So generators get really focused on the mastery and manifesting generators move around with a lot more um, freedom and flow. And they kind of dance around lots of different things in a way that's really empowering. And it shows people that work doesn't have to be hard. And then projectors are here to be, and projectors called the new age guides really, because they can see how energy is working and they can make energy and systems and things that are going on, they can make it more efficient and they can make it more effective. So, you know, the manifesto initiates, the generators and manifesting generators bring that into reality. The projectors tweak it and make it more efficient. They transmute the energy that is not required. And then you've got reflectors and reflectors are really here to kind of sense into the flavor of the energy that we're in and have this kind of awareness, this wisdom that the sage at the heart of the village that says, you know, we could do this better or this is this is how we can move forward. It's like a full circle moment at that point. Does that make so sense? Good. Yeah. <laughs> so how can people figure out what they are? Right. So you need your time of birth, your, your date of birth, your time of birth and your place of birth. And you can put that in to, you can go, do you want my website link? We could put that in <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then they can go <laughs> and get their, get their chart and then it will show you exactly what you are. And it comes with a little report that you download. So it tells you more about it instead of it being like, what does this even mean? It'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. You guys will link that. Um, Sherry has a really great, um, I don't even know what you call it, but system on our site that'll yeah. calculate it all for you. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll link to that and you could do that. And if you have literally no clue about human design, you might want to pause and like do that and read through it and then come back. Um, otherwise you might feel like your head's spinning a little bit, but truly I feel like it's one of those things that like, if it resonates and you get into it, it's like, you can't learn enough about it. Like it's, I'm definitely not a human design expert, but I just like love it. And I love every chance I get to like learn more about um, myself. That's what I love about it is I just, I think that it's so important to be investing into support and learning where you get to discover more about you. And that's, what's been really cool about it for me instead of, I think a lot of the time, which is also good, there's benefit in investing and learning about others and what they're doing and what works for them. But it's really cool to come back to yourself. And, um, trust me, if, if it resonates with you, which I think it will, um, you'll be hooked. <laughs> I see it a lot. A lot of people say to me, you know, you've just been, you've just told me what I always knew was in me. Yeah. It's almost like a permission slip to be really you and to double down on where you're empowered and all of those 
beautiful gifts that you bring to the world instead of where the world said, but you really should be doing this or you should be doing that. It gives you that permission to shed what is not of service. Yeah. Okay. So parenting and human design, I'm really excited to talk about this. So for me, I, like I said, I've learned a lot about myself and in my human design And I'm that person that the day that both of my babies have been born, I have looked up their astrology and I've looked (laughs) up their human design and I read all the things. Um, But that's kind of where I stopped with the process. So can you kind of just give me like a little intro to like what would be even, I don't even know how to ask this, but what's the point of integrating human design with your parenting? And like, what's kind of the starting point as well with that? Yeah. Okay, great. I love this because, you know, this is something I haven't really spoken about very much, but when, um, when I first said to you, I think it'd be great to talk about this. The context was for me, if you understand your child or your children's human design, then it gives you more capacity and space to be present in your business, to be present as a mum, instead of feeling like you're all over the place. You know, those moments where you're like, oh my God, I feel guilty for being a mum and I feel guilty for being in the business. And it actually brings you back to your own empowerment so that you can run your business and grow your business in a way that you feel really empowered and regulated and expansive and all of those things. But it also means that you can be super present with your children. So for me, how that really works is by, by the way, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear, my son's a manifester. Manifesting <laughs> really powerful voices. <laughs> you might be able to hear him. <laughs> oh, that's why my husband is so loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did say I'm going to be on a call and he's like, yeah, I'll be quiet. <laughs> oh, gosh, I can hardly, hardly, hardly hear. Okay. <laughs> I don't even worry about it. So for me, what it actually does is gives you this really beautiful tool where you get to empower them into who they're designed to be. It allows you to understand the best kind of form of communication for them, the best way that they want to have you spend time with them, the way that you can facilitate decisions or even ask them what they want to do, the way that you can understand how their energy works because no one person is the same and nobody is working in the same way. So knowing all of that as a mum not only allows you to empower them into, okay, you get to make your own choices and your own decisions and all of those really beautiful things, but it also gives you the brain space and kind of the nervous system space to go, okay, I've got this. I know what they need and how they need it. Does that make sense? No, it does. And I think we kind of saw an example of that with your son where it's like, he's a manifester. So he has this really powerful voice where like my husband's a manifester too. And I can't tell you how many times we've had moments where I'm like, just, I don't, I, I really struggle to understand why you have to talk so loud mm-hmm. when you're on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so already I'm like, okay, I'm going to take that. Cause sometimes it's just like, we just don't understand when someone's different than us, you know? So it's helpful in those moments to be like, okay, that actually makes sense why they're like that. And I think that we can accidentally do that to our kids in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I just had a conversation with Maria, my, my best friend about like, you know, how much judgment there is for mothers and parenting. And it's like, you know, I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old and it's interesting the situations where it's been like, people just expect them to behave perfectly. And I'm like, they're three. She's three. She's one. Like, of course she's wild, you know? And you want to be able to kind of foster that, especially if that's in her energy as well. Yeah. 
And it's interesting what you were saying about how we assume they're like us, because I'm a generator and then Archie's a manifester. So for generators, we choose like in a really binary way. So if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, you can make your decisions based on a binary, this or this kind of question. So I would show up to Archie as a generator mum and say, do you want smoothie or porridge for breakfast? And he would just flat out say no. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, he's so rude. What have I done? <laughs> but it's actually because he's designed to initiate. So mm. I would be reminded he's not a generator. He's not going to decide in that way. And so then he would come down when he's ready and say, hey, I'll have a smoothie now, please. And I'm like, of course, because he's designed to initiate and manifest as a designed say, okay, this is what I want now. Mm. So really start to work with those, like that information and it changes so much. So that's kind of about how he kind of makes decisions or decides what he wants, which is a big thing in parenting, especially with littles, right? Like you're like, okay, I got to keep you fed. Yes. Can we kind of go, can you give like a brief overview of like different energy types and like what that would look like? So we talked about manifester, they're designed to initiate. So would you say that for your son, it's kind of like, do you mostly just kind of let him decide like when he's going to eat and what he's going to eat? Is that what it kind of comes down yeah, to for that? Or? I do. I really do. And there's other parts of his chart that make that easier to do as well. So again, yeah. like I said, it's nuanced, but for a manifester, the thing is they're going to initiate if they're given the space to, like if they feel safe to say, I want to eat this now, instead of us saying, do you want this? Do you want this now? And I really was in mm. that, but I need to feed him three times a day. And I, <laughs> and I, I don't put yeah. any of that pressure on myself now that I understand that. So, you know, he says when he wants to eat and what he wants to eat. And it becomes really easy because the other thing about manifestors is that when they're out of alignment, they feel anger or annoyance. Now, mm. for a boy growing up and having those testosterone surges, there's been times where there's been a lot of anger. Mm. Now, when I was growing up, if you were angry, you were told that is like it's a bad emotion and you shouldn't express anger and that's naughty and all of those things. Where for him, I've been really able to consciously say it's totally fine to feel angry. However, how it gets to be expressed has to be respectful. So yeah. facilitating his own processing of that has been really powerful too. But it's a sign when they're smaller and they can't articulate because when emotions are high, logic is low. So they can't articulate I'm out of alignment or something doesn't feel good. So that's the sign that they're out of alignment. Whereas for generators and manifesting generators, it's frustration. So, you know, mm. when you see kids and they're like, and they just like, they're really frustrated. They can't get the words out. They can't. They can't say what, what it is. That's because they're out of alignment. Mm. So, then, so what is the alignment for them, for generators and manifesting generators? That's what both of my daughters are. They're, okay. they're both manifesting generators. So I'm like, I need to take some notes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So for generators and manifesting generators, whenever they are doing something that is bringing them joy, when they're kind of, you know, where we say lit up, what is bringing them joy that is bringing them back to alignment and generally speaking it requires at least some movement to begin with you know when yeah. generators manifest and generators are out of alignment the first thing i say to anybody is move your body and for kids if they're in that frustration if there's a way that you could and by the way i want to caveat this with i'm not a parenting expert but yeah. <laughs> i have <laughs> but if they are feeling frustrated and you can see that and you can have them move 
and get back into their body, then it moves the energy quicker. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so we, we call it the zoomies where it's like, I can tell like they start getting really angry. Mostly the three-year-old now, the one-year-old, I just, it's just different. But for Ruby, my three-year-old, it's like, she, she'll get frustrated and angry. And it's like, God, like, does my daughter have anger issues? But we'll t- then we're like, I think that you have the zoomies. And literally she just has to run laps around. We don't say run laps, but like literally if she's just running in circles around the living room or her room, she is literally so happy. She's <laughs> laughing so hard yes. and it gets all that energy out. And then like, we have to do that before bedtime, like bedtime routine. If she doesn't get her zoomies out, impossible. <laughs> Right. Is she is she the MG then, the manifesting generator? Yeah, they both are the same. Yeah. Oh, okay. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That's really powerful to have that. And you know what's really interesting mentioning about sleep is yeah. that if the manifesting generators and generator babes, if they don't release all of that energy, then it's harder for them to sleep. Yeah. So if they haven't moved as much, it's harder for them to sleep. Whereas with reflectors, projectors, and manifestors, having that kind of downtime, they need a little bit more downtime before mm-hmm. sleep, right? You're a projector, right, Taylor? Yeah. So you know that, like Archie, he'll lie in bed and listen to a meditation. He can't just go to sleep. Yeah. So having that built-in downtime as well is really important. And I then for, so for generators and manifesting generators, you know how I was saying with Archie, he makes decisions, like manifestors make decisions by initiating. For generators and manifesting generators, it's more about giving them the options. Do you want this or this? So they work in a really binary way. If you say, what do you want for dinner? They're like, I don't know, anything. Um, <laughs> but if you're like, you know, do you want to have dinner now? Do you want to have fish? You know, it's going to create that response for them. And I see it with my, so my nephew, he's just one and he's a manifesting generator. And I really see this with him. Like he moves from that sacral space. Mm. whole body moves from there and he's so good with the yes or no obviously I didn't experience this with Archie because he didn't have that but he's so good with that yes or no thing do you want this Mm -mm. do you want this Uh uh-huh and that really brings that response piece of them out so that not only are you getting that um, answer and the decision but you also know that it's aligned and it's true for them is there somewhere in um like your chart where you can kind of get this information or is it a little less straightforward than that? So this is giving you an overview based on type. So it's more about the type. So manifestors and manifesting generators and generators we've kind of covered. And then I'll talk about projectors. And And then there's something else that I want to talk about um, if we've got time to talk about um, like how they receive attention from you as a parent, because I yeah, I was thinking the same thing. That's what I want to talk about too. So perfect. I'm ready (laughs) for all the things. (laughs) So for projectors, projectors, and again, it's not a one size fits all. I mean, even within Mm -hmm. the realm of projectors, there's three different types of projectors, but with projectors, they're designed to be recognized and invited. So When you're looking at a a projector child, like really recognizing them because they don't see it for themselves. That's like, for me, that's key. All of this kind of, you're amazing when you do that. Obviously not, you know, hyping up if they're not, but really focus in on the things that they're great at and say, you're so good when you do this because they don't Mm. always see it for themselves. And then when you're asking for questions, you know, what do you want for dinner? 
have it as an invitation. I'd really love if you come and sit and tell me what you'd like for dinner as an invitation mm. versus a question. I'd really love it. Do you, do you want to come and play with me? Do you want to come and do some Lego with me? Do you want to color with me? You know, those kind of things where it's really about the invitation. My niece is a projector and she is so, she's surrounded by a lot of, um, a lot of sacral energy. So whenever I see her, I always take some crafting things and say, Hey, Anna, do you want to come and sit and do this with me? Oh yeah. And she's so happy then. So it's that piece. It's that recognition. What do they love to do? How can you invite them into it? I love that. That makes total sense. As a projector, like, do do you see how that would have been different in your childhood as well? Well, you know, something really interesting about that is that there's, when I think about who in my life as a parental figure kind of made like the biggest impact on me, which was one of my, my grandmothers. I think about this a lot as a mom. Um, I always think about her because she was that one person that would like, listen to the, listen to us and look us in the eye. And always she, every one of us had our own little nicknames. That was like a positive nickname. Every one of us had, like, there was always that thing that she would brag about each of us about, even though all of us were so different. And for me, I don't know if it made I mean, I know she impacted my siblings big time. Don't get me wrong. But I wonder, like, is that as big of a deal to them as it was to me? Because I'm always like, that's how I want to be as a parent. Like, I want my kids to, like, know that I see what's special about them. And, like, so it's funny you say that because totally my kids aren't projectors. I mean, I still think there's value in telling anyone you love, like, what you love about them. But it's interesting how impactful that was for me. I'm like, that is, like, something I want to bring into my relationships big time because it was so impactful for me. Yeah, so so as a projector, yes. <laughs> I wonder if she was a projector as well, you know, but I know, you know, I don't know. yeah. sharing that, what you see that's amazing about your children is your gift to them because that's yeah. who you are as a projector, what you really truly see. Yeah. So that's really powerful too. Yeah. That's awesome. So then um, reflectors, reflectors are 1% of the population and they have no definition in their centers. So they have like um, all of this capacity to feel energy around them and to feel people around them. And they move with the lunar cycle. So when you have a reflector child, they could literally be like a different person every single day. (laughs) because they're moving with the different energy they're moving with the lunar cycle and they're impacted so much by the people that they're around as well so really recognizing that that's okay and they get to be that and embracing that means that when they're older they're less likely to get that whole piece around but I need to know who I am and I need to understand my you know my labels and all of those pieces where they get to be really free-flowing when they're younger and sometimes have that experience of I've got loads of energy and now I just want to like be my by myself for a little bit and allowing them to trust their own guidance and supporting that is super important I love that yeah reflectors are the least common right I don't know any reflector children (laughs) in my life I don't know any reflector children (laughs) but not (laughs) but not the children yeah because one percent of the population so yeah If you have a reflector baby, that that's a very special baby child. And they will love nature. Like the more you can put them in nature and and be around nature, the more they will just thrive on that connection with the energy in that way too. 
Wow. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's beautiful. And so the thing about, you know, when I was saying I'd love to share about the attention piece, I think this is really powerful to understand, particularly if you're in business, because, and this is a general, you know, general speaking, if you have a manifesto, this is how they are kind of thing. Yeah. So I always think about manifestors as being the children that need the least parenting. And I don't mean that they don't need parenting. It's just <laughs> that they're so super independent and they're going to tell you when they want something. So for example, with Archie, he will do his own thing. But then when he says to me, hey, can we watch a movie? Then I'll drop everything to watch a movie with him because he's mm-hmm. literally initiating with me when he wants to spend time together. And that's almost more important than me going uh... okay, sit and watch a movie with me now. Do you see? Mm-hmm. So he gets to choose. With generators and manifesting generators, and I saw a great meme about this. It was not a meme, it was a real actually. So if you imagine that everybody has the same size cup and you're putting in the water, so the generators and manifesting generators would get the same amount. The manifester actually has a smaller cup, so it doesn't even need as much water. And if that's your attention and your focus, generators, manifesting generators would get the same. And then projectors, because they love that recognition and that one-to-one time, they have a bigger cup. It's like you've got to fill it up a little bit more and really make that time because for Um, the projector, it's super important to have that one-on-one time and that focus time. If you think about, you know, a projector is all about the focus. mm -hmm. So that focus time is super powerful. Versus with generators and manifesting generators, of course, they want attention. All children want attention and, and reflectors, of course. Everybody wants attention and all of those really gorgeous experiences. Generators and manifesting generators, they're happy running around and, you know, experimenting and exploring and allowing all of those things. And I will say about generators, they can be really kind of obsessed with the thing that they're obsessed with. So once they get into something, they get super obsessed. With manifesting generators, they might be really obsessed with coloring for about five minutes and then obsessed with something else for about five minutes. And, you know, it's, uh, it's perfect. And, you know, when they start school and things, maybe they want to be in the hockey club and then maybe they want to be in the dr- drama club and they, mm-hmm. it's like they're chopping and changing, but actually that is perfect for them. And the more you can allow for the generators to go all in and for the manifesting generators to experience lots of different things, the better it is. And then the reflectors, of course, the more that you have that um, awareness about the energy that they're in, if they've got loads of energy, take them out to the park. If they want to snuggle up, then snuggle up and watch a movie. It doesn't have to be like today's Monday. So this is the thing that we do because their energy is always moving as well. Can you say more about the um, manifesting generator and generator? So is it more about, because you touched on like that they want to, MG wants to like bounce from thing to thing and then generators like really obsessed with one thing. Where does like the parent come in to that? Just, it's kind of just allowing that or what would you say? It's recognizing it and allowing it for definitely, but also with the MGs, if I think about, you know, ultimately in human design, the conditioning that we have that disconnects us from our empowerment is often caused in childhood. And it's not to say that like it's the, it's the parents or anything because, you know, Archie is super embodied as a manifesto, but at school he's around people who don't really understand what I said to him today, he had a, um, a French exam, but it was written. And I said, but you're so great at speaking. And he said, but it's not a speaking exam. I said, shall I just tell them you're a manifester? (laughs) 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 
<laughs> so it's that piece around when I think about the conditioning for manifesting generators, one of the conditioning pieces in adults is that they feel like they have to focus and finish one thing before they do another. Mm-hmm. When really what is true for them when they're tuned into their alignment is that if I do a little bit of this here, because it's really lighting me up right now, and then I know I've had enough. And so I'm going to go and do a little bit of this other thing over here right now. They get what they need from that. And it's, it makes sense when you look back and the dots join up. But if they're forced into finishing things, and I know sometimes, you know, it, it is hard to balance if you've got more than one child and they've got different needs and all of those things. It is hard to do that, especially if um, you have to buy loads of kit for one thing and then they're over in five minutes. And, you know, those kind of experiences can feel um, challenging and they can feel like this doesn't really make sense in the moment, but it will because it means that you're allowing them to be liberated in their own sense of understanding what's aligned for them at any given moment. Wow. I think that's so interesting because um, manifesting generators and generators are like the largest. Mm-hmm. Most people fall into that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, it's like, whether we're thinking about children or business, because I, I can see both big time. It's like, yeah, I think the narrative is like a good kid is they can focus and they can finish the homework and they can stick to an activity. And then same thing with a business owner or any adult, I'm sure. But like, I see it. I'm you. I'm sure you do too. But with my clients, all of, they're like, "How do I just stick to something?" Like the manifesting generators, they see it as such a con, like an issue that is wrong. And it's yeah. it's just interesting how there could be the majority of the population could fall into that, and the narrative is so against it. It's right. so interesting to me. So you know, generators are thirty seven percent roughly, I think, and then manifesting generators around thirty three percent. So generators can really. Like when a generator says yes to something, they're all in on that thing. When an MG says yes to something, they're all in for that moment. Mm. And that's okay as long as you know how to work with your energy and you know when it's an empowered time to move. Mm. But if you think about business, when we're going through expansion and it brings up fears and those kind of things, of course, it can feel like now's the time to move, but it's not necessarily the aligned time to move or to change direction. But with the manifesting generators, the way that they are designed to work in the world is a little bit like a butterfly. Oh, I want to be on this flower. Oh, now I want to be on this flower. Now I want to be over here. And now I'm just going to go and fly around in the sky for a little bit. And, you know, they're designed to be really fluid and flowing. So when there's this narrative around focus and you've got to sit down and do it, it's really restrictive. And actually what it does is constricts their whole auric field anyway. And it depletes their energy so much faster because it's not what's aligned for them. Do you think the question for them is like, did I get what I need from this? Would be like before they move. Because when I think about the butterfly, it's like, they're. I feel like they're just moving flower to flower because it's like, okay, I got what I needed from this one onto this next one. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I think there's a sense of that, but I don't always think it's a logical knowing in the moment because the yeah. direction that they go in doesn't always make sense. So it's about really tapping into that sacred energy and being able to work with the moment of truth and your authority and those kind of things to understand, is this aligned for me to move right now? Because ge- uh, manifesting generators move so fast and because it's so energetic, they don't always know whether it's the right time or not from a logical perspective because they don't even know where they're going to or why they need to go in that place because it doesn't necessarily make sense. Until they look back and go, all right, okay, I can see why that came about or why I did that. 
Yeah. Oh, gosh, that could probably be its whole, a whole long oh. conversation because <laughs> I just know so many people like struggle with that. And I think how cool that if, if you do have children that are manifesting generators, I feel like I really get it because I just, a lot of my clients are, so I see it and they feel so bad about it. But um, what a great opportunity to just empower them to be who they are. And hopefully they feel less shame around those things. And maybe just more of like a natural trust. Because a lot of us, no matter what your human design is, I think that that's one of our big struggles is we weren't raised to have this natural trust in ourselves and who we are and all of that. I think it's also, the thing that I talk about a lot is that we're not really, we don't feel safe in our bodies. And our yeah. human design is really directed by our bodies. You know, Ra Rahu, who's the guy who downloaded human design, he says that our authority, which is your decision-making process, is never the mind. It's it's in your body, even if it is, you know, for example, um, there are some people who are designed to make decisions from head centers, but that's not the mind. It's different, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the more we can create that sense of, safety and trust in our body the more that we can encourage our children to be in their body and to trust themselves and to accept themselves and to you know if they've got lots of energy if they're manifestors let them be bossy let them be noisy let them you know say say what they need to say and share all of those things if they're generators let them have loads of energy and be like I'm super obsessed with this and I love this and you know be really lit up by what they're doing let them have that energy if they're manifesting generators let them be really vivacious and like bold and all of those things and I will say also even if it triggers you because it's not about you and it's just like where there's things in their chart that is bringing up stuff for you so allow them to be all of those things projectors invite them to share what they're thinking you know projectors have this real deep insight but if you're not saying hey what are you thinking what's going on for you then it's hard for them to actually explain it in a way that makes sense or that really lands for you as well and um, for reflectors, let them be different people. This, like these things alone are such game changers. And I think what's really important as well is that, you know, when I was growing up, that the parenting system was very hierarchical. Like I'm the mom and the dad, so we're in charge and we know what's best. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I believe that in every generation, we're kind of breaking the cycles and we're, we're here to bring the evolution. So it's all perfect. However, What I believe now is that the more that we can listen to what our kids are saying and give them the space and say, do you know what? I think that's a great idea. Let's do it your way instead. It's so empowering. It's so powerful, particularly for, you know, the the children, like the projectors who see the world in a totally different way. Okay, great. Let's explore your way a little bit more. Or the manifestors who say, we can do it a better way. Let's, you know, or if anyone's saying that, we get to be really open about that as well. Sorry, I had a little, a real surge of passion about that then. (laughs) No, I love it. I mean, I think this brings parents so much clarity too, because I know as, as a mom, I mean, I still feel like I'm just a new mom, right? Like I've only been a mom for three, barely three and a half years. So it's like, you know, um, and I'm sure all moms feel kind of new because you're, at least your oldest is always, it's always a new, you've never had a child that age before going through those things before. So, and there, it's so much pressure to like do it right and make sure your kids turn out right in the right way. And, um, sometimes certain things that they might do, you're like, is that actually, you know, like my, 
the manifesting generator thing fits both of my girls to a T. And it, it's great that they're both that way because they just kind of go from thing to thing together, which is awesome. Probably because the one-year-old still right now just thinks she wants to do everything like Ruby, whatever Ruby does. So like they paint for five minutes, which is awful because you have to clean it all up. <laughs> and then they color for five minutes and they build with blocks for five minutes and they play with dolls for five minutes and they play with the kitchen for five minutes. We're outside for five minutes. I'm like, it's like, did I do like, you know, did they drink too much juice and now they don't have an attention span? Like, did I like mess something up? And like, just hearing this is like, oh, okay. Like that's not a, actually a bad thing. That's actually, they're in alignment. They're doing what they're supposed to do. I didn't mess anything up. I just created two manifesting generators. <laughs> exactly, 100%. And it's so interesting because kids are so aligned. All you've got to yeah. do is watch your kids. The smaller they are, the closer they are to their design because they haven't had the conditioning of the world. So yeah. Like, let them lead. They know. Yeah. What do you think too? Like, um, I, I don't like you said, everyone's, everyone is different. Every human design is different because there's so many like nuances outside of just the energy type, but it's funny, right? Like, of course the projector mom gets all the manifesting generator children, right? Like, I think it, it can be interesting when you feel so different than your child. Like, what has your experience been with that? What's your advice for that? When maybe it can feel a little like overwhelming or confusing yeah. or, you know, and I get it, you know, generators and manifestors are very different as well. So I think yeah. the more that you can anchor into who you are, then the more that you can support because you know what's aligned for you, you know what's empowered for you. So yeah. it's not just about knowing about your kids and saying, you know, they're manifesting generators. So for you, Taylor, for example, the manifesting generators, they've got loads of energy. Let me run around after them and run around with them all the time. You're going to be exhausted really fast. So yeah. knowing yourself first, Mm -hmm. really helps to ground that experience for you because then you know what you're working with and how you're working in your own empowerment too. I think that's yeah. really important. And, yeah. you know, it is interesting you say this because if I may share a, a more personal story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was considering having IVF to have another baby and went through the whole process, got all the things in place. And then my sister had an MG baby and he's got all this energy. And I was like, oh no, I don't know whether I can do that. <laughs> I think I might be too old for this now. <laughs> I'm happy with the manifesto. Maybe we're just going to pause the IVF. <laughs> because it's the thing, right? You don't know what you're going to get. And I was like, I just, I mean, I love having time with him. I, you know, I'm 40 now. I don't know if I can keep running around after an MG baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> right but when I was 28 with Archie and he was not having all of that energy because he's manifesto it was totally different so yeah. in my mind I'm like oh it's just gonna be the same it's gonna be easy it's gonna be great and then I was like actually that's not the reality of the situation <laughs> <laughs> who knows what can happen <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that's too funny I I get it I have you never know but I, I'm like I have a gut feeling like I feel like I'm gonna be like thrown for a loop with the next one like what's this third one gonna be you have no idea yeah you know so maybe yeah yeah maybe I would love I would be so excited <laughs> yeah. um hey, can I read his chart <laughs> yeah I'll have to fill you in. I'm sure I'll, I'll tell everybody like what, what happens, but I'll either probably get another manifesting generator, emotional authority. That's what both of mine are. 
or I, but I, I think I'm just like, I feel like I'm be thrown for a loop. I'm going to get something completely yeah. different. And right now my whole household is all emotional authorities. Me and my husband, both of my daughters. I'm like, Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> well, that's interesting because I have an open emotional center and the rest of my family when I was growing up were emotional authority. And yeah. that was so overwhelming and intense. And <laughs> now, I, obviously, I understand it now, but I always thought, am I like extra sensitive or emotional? Yeah. What is going on here? Because you're feeling all of those emotions, but amplified. So yeah, that's Ooh. also another interesting dynamic that we could probably spend another <laughs> podcast episode talking about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so int- there's always something else to learn about it, but I, I think I love, I love kind of like, you know, ending here because I think you're so right with what you said. Like even just these couple of things can make a huge difference. Even if it's just a permission slip for you as a parent, like your child is totally fine. Allow them to be in alignment and what an empowering thing to give your children too, to allow them to be in alignment. Cause I'm sure a lot of us growing up weren't completely because this information wasn't out there as much. Your parents probably weren't studying human design. <laughs> well, it was it was downloaded after I was born. So. Yeah, I, I thought so. I was like, I feel like I feel like it's kind of a, a newer thing for people yeah. to be studying. But um, yeah, but so now interesting to also you know also to let yourself know as a parent to have that compassion and grace and understand that sometimes allowing them to be in their human design can be triggering and it can be exhausting and it can be um and it can sometimes not be the easiest route you know yeah but it for me it's really worth it there are times when Archie is very vocal and it really is too much for me so I'm like okay let's just breathe through it and it's where you can bring yourself back into your own energy and also breathe through it or you know find a way to anchor yourself too it's super important do you teach him a little bit or or just inform him a little bit about like how, why you are the way you are so that he can kind of like respect you back in that way or allow you to be yourself in that way? Yeah, to an extent. I don't go into things like my human design, but I will say things like, I'm just feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Can I have a little bit of space? Yeah. Because the thing is, and this we didn't even touch on profile lines, but I don't think we have time. <laughs> we <laughs> we both have a little bit of hermit energy in, in us. So mm. it's like, hey, I just need a little bit of space now. And I, And he also then asks for space when he needs it. And we just both respect each other in that way. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I think that's cool. I think it's cool. Like you can respect who your children are and they can kind of learn a little bit more about how you are. And then it's, things aren't so confusing. That's what's hard relationships, parenting, where it's like, why are they doing that? Why are they acting like that? But then that's why I love human design. You look at it, you're like, oh, everything makes sense now. <laughs> that's so good. Your own self-empowerment, but also for like understanding other people. And yeah. I think it gives us a lot more tolerance in that way. Yes. <laughs> It really does. It's so true. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, thank you so much for um, this conversation and sharing all this. I think it's going to be such a game changer for people. Do you want to take a second and let people know where they can find you and learn more? Yeah, sure. So my tags for everything are at the HD biz and that's the website, the hdbiz.com. And I also have a Facebook group, which is the human design community. Perfect. And you guys know we will link to everything. Um, but I definitely think that you should follow Sherry and and keep learning from her because every time we have a conversation, I, I I took all my own notes. I just I'm like, oh, this is so good. It's always so helpful. <laughs> so selfishly, thank you, and you know, from everyone listening, thank you because I know they're gonna love it. Cool.
Thank you. Awesome. All right, you guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Real quick before you go, if this episode gave you value, got you inspired, or has you feeling more confident than ever about your big goals, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a review? It would mean the absolute world to me and it helps other powerhouse women just like you find this show, which is truly the best gift that you could ever give me. So thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.